And now, making their way into the arena, hailing from the great pro wrestling state of Massachusetts, they are the hosts of the Top of the Cage podcast. Here are Bill and Juice. And thank you again, Rich Palladino, the voice of New England, always making us sound so good. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is I. I am the super producer. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. He is the future booking genius and the prince of pro wrestling podcasts. He is Justin Juice Cannon. Boom. Boom, baby. Juice, we are kicking off the year 2023 in style, and we have big things coming up in 2023 for the podcast, but somebody else that has big things coming up for them is the silver sniper himself, TJ Crawford. Yeah, for sure. He's got uh, so many shows, both end of year and kick off the year. Can't wait to see what he does. I can't wait to see his reign as chaotic tag team champion. It's going to be long, very long reign, uh, impressive reign. It's going to top the unit's reign because the unit stinks. Go, go, TJ. Go, TJ. Go, TJ. That is, a, by the way, one of my favorite chants. The go, TJ. Go, TJ. I love it, too. That's why I want to incorporate it there. This is the perfect time. <laughs> It really was. And we had a perfect time talking to the Silver Sniper tonight. Um, you know, definitely is somebody that brings a ton of energy and is part of some of our favorite tag teams. I know Juice said, you know, they are going to be taking on the unit. And anybody who is a faithful listener of the show knows that I am a little bit of a unit mark. But I do love, love Doug. And I do love TJ Crawford. And Shot Through the Heart, I think, have the best chance of taking away the unit's historic title reign. But we will not hold you back any longer from hearing the voice of the Silver Sniper. Ladies and gentlemen, here is T.J. Crawford. Hello, everybody, listeners of Top of the Cage Podcast. I am Juice, joined by my co-host, Bill. And we have another interview for you with the Silver Sniper himself, half of Shot Through the Heart, if you're a Chaotic fan, which you all know we are. It is TJ Crawford himself. How you doing, man? How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I hope you guys had a good Christmas. Pretty good. I got the scarf I'm wearing. <laughs> I like the scarf. I like the scarf. You know, that, that's alumni of Creator Pro right there, so... Very true. <laughs> That's actually, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. that he was, yeah. I knew it was creator, bro. <laughs> oh, the first, first thing that popped in my head when I see it, when I saw it. Which actually, that is a great segue to our uh, first question. Uh, you are one of many creative pro wrestlers that are mainstays in the New England indie scene. Uh, what can you say about your time working? I mean, training there and training with guys. That they just produce so much talent, like MJF and Dan Housen and so many more guys. Caster coming from Creator Pro was pretty, uh, pretty cool. I so I originally from Chicago and I moved 
um, over to New Jersey to start training at the Creative Pro New Jersey School back in January of 2016. So in about a month, it'll be my seven-year anniversary of my first day of training. So I'm excited about that. It's a cool little milestone. Um, but I mean, just training there was, was awesome. Pat Buck uh, was a head trainer with the Creative Pro New Jersey School where I was at. Um, and he's just a, a complete like well of knowledge. He's in, incredibly talented, incredibly, like I said, knowledgeable. Um, and the guy can teach a broomstick how to wrestle. You know, I think he's he's that that good when it comes to to training people. Um, and it's really cool to see uh, guys like MJF and Max Caster and Anthony Bowens um, and even Chris Statlander whenever she does get healthy. Uh, you know, killing it over at AEW. Uh, so especially someone like Anthony Bowens, uh, you know, my very first day of training, he's the one who brought me in and introduced me to everybody. Uh, we have a family connection, um, which I didn't know about until I start uh, started looking up schools I wanted to go to. And I came across him, um, you know, and he kind of showed me, showed me the ways. He told me everything that I was, was going to be expected of me, everything that uh, was going to be expected of somebody who trained at the school. Uh, and just, you know, how hard the, the life of a professional wrestler is. And he definitely wasn't, you know, joking around when he was talking about that. Cause it's been a, it's been a tough seven years, but I definitely thank the training I got at Creator Pro um, for getting me through these seven years. So shout out to Pat Buck, shout out to Mario Bacara, Kevin Matthews, Dan Moff, you know, all the guys that, that helped train me over there. So that's, I have nothing but good things to say about them. Yeah, I feel like when we talk to guys who have graduated from Creative Pro, they have nothing but great things to say. And I mean, they are truly one of the best producers of top tier talent right now, not only yourself, but like we said, everybody else around the New England scene too from there. So uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask is, I know Pat Buck is one of those guys, you know, works with AEWs, works with WWE. And what is some of the best lessons or advice that he's given you or any of your trainers for that matter? Best advice. I mean, it's kind of a funny thing of advice, but uh, Mario Baccaro once when we were um, working on just basic stuff, just basic chain wrestling and just the the, the basics. Uh, I remember he came up. He came up to me, and I was trying to figure out how I, someone had me in some kind of hold, and I couldn't figure out how to get out of it. And I was like, I'm having a real hard time figuring this out. And he came up to me and he said, "Just roll. All you got to do is roll, and you can get out of anything." And I kind of apply that not only to wrestling, but I'm trying to apply that just to life in general, where it's just, just roll with, just roll with it. Like just roll with whatever life throws at you, just roll with it and make the most out of it. You know, if somebody's got you in a stranglehold that you don't know how to get out of, just roll with it and just, you know, keep pushing and keep, like, just roll. That's, you know, just roll. That's, I, I it's such a weird like thing, but it, it's gotten me through so much and it's gotten me, you know, out of some dark stuff and it's gotten me you know to the point i am today you know just roll with it whatever life gives you just roll with it because you can get out of it speaking of just rolling through and fighting through your problems you recently you just came back from a bad acl injury how was uh approaching that with the just rolling through that's just a tough thing to deal with just a huge stall in your career uh yeah i mean that was I, mean, I just remember make. I remember coming out of the hospital after finding everything out, and I really wanted to make a video to like put out to everybody to let them know what was going on. But I, like I've said it in my post, 
you know, when I, when it happened that I, every time I did, I just broke down with it. And I kind of got myself, you know, in that mindset of like, well, I can't change the fact that this happened. I can't change the fact that I'm going to be on the shelf for a year. You know, I can't change that. So I, you know, like, like Mario said, you have to just roll with it. You know, this is what my life is right now. And this is what I have to just deal with and what I have to get through. I have to get, get through this. Um, it was such a difficult, difficult time uh, for me just because, you know, I was, I feel like I was so consistent and so active when it came to wrestling um, that having to take that year off really did suck, but you know, just, just roll with it and just, you know, see where I'm at now. It's, it's incredible to think that a year ago today, you know, I was laying in bed in pain and now I'm sitting here talking to you guys, you know, about pretty much the last three months that I've been wrestling and it's been crazy. And, you know, there was a point where I didn't think I was ever going to get back to this and here I am. What were um, some of the things that you were doing to kind of rehab and recover that injury to get back to being in ring shape? Uh, well, I mean, obviously I had uh, go through physical therapy and all, and all of that just terrible, terrible stuff. That's just so worse. Just going, going through and having a day where you're like, you know, your, your knee feels really good. And then the next day your knee feels like it's never going to get better. Um, but as far as like what I was doing to kind of get myself back to wrestling, I wasn't doing anything necessarily like crazy or outlandish. I was just kind of going with whatever the doctors told me, whatever the physical therapist told me. Um, but to keep my head kind of clear, um, I actually built some Legos. I built a Star Wars Darth Vader Lego head, and that kind of keep me kept me occupied for all of about five hours. Um, but no, I mean, I just the the best thing I did, I think, for my injury and what helped me get back to to wrestling, kind of in, in a good mindset, was going home. I went back home to Chicago um, for the first six months of my recovery. I went had my surgery out there. Um, and I was pretty much there until like probably six months post-surgery until I was able to start walking like, kind of on my own. Um, then I moved over here to Rhode Island, got myself an apartment because I knew that this is where the area, the area I wanted to be. And I wanted to be in the New England uh, area. Um, but yeah, the best thing for me was going back home to Chicago. And I feel like that's a, that's a common thing for me. So I feel like even during pandemic, when the pandemic first happened, first thing I did, I went home for a couple of months. And I think just going home and being around my parents, around my family, just kind of brings me that sense of peace and just kind of, uh, you know, makes me realize why I'm doing everything that I'm doing and, and the people who have allowed me to go and do what I do. And we love hearing that. That's, that's so awesome that you had such a great support system, not only through the injury, but the same thing with the pandemic too. I know that affected a lot of people and, um, you know, knowing that you have that haven of going back home and uh, I hope you're not a football fan because I don't know what's up with the Chicago Bears, but. Hopefully not. not. I do like football. Like I follow football a little bit, but even if I like my team wouldn't be the Bears. My team's actually the the New York Giants, which ain't much better. That's better, yeah. But as two New England Patriots fans, well, Juice is more of a Cowboys fan, but even as a Cowboys fan too, I'm sure he doesn't like hearing that. (laughs) No, that's I just double dislike them. (laughs) My grandfather's a huge Giants fan too, and he we always get into it. Yeah. That's like my dad's a Giants fan and my mom's a Cowboys fan. So it's like, I don't know how <laughs> they're getting interesting uh, family dinners. <laughs> yeah. So just kind of keeping on the topic of the people you have close to you and uh, 
you know, your support systems. Um, I know we don't usually get too sappy or ask what relationships here, but I know uh, you are with another fellow wrestler, Paris Vandale. And I want to be honest, I don't know how you stand her every day of your life. <laughs> I am an outspoken Paris hater. I, I am the first person to boo her the second she comes through the curtain. And I, I just need to ask you how you stand with her every day. How can you deal with it? Oh, man. I mean, luckily for me, is I don't get that version of Paris. You know, I get the good version of Paris, which is which is nice for me. Because, I mean, I stand by the monitor, you know, every time she goes out and wrestles. Because I always want to watch what she's doing, watch her, watch her, you know, go to work. You know, but even I'm sometimes, you know, taken aback by some of the things she says, some of the things she does. I'm like, I, you see what me and Love Doug are doing? You know, we do everything with, with pride. We do everything fair by the rules. And you know, we try to you know we try to get the people involved get everybody to like us and then you know she goes out there and gets booed out of the building pretty much half the time every time she goes out you know but luckily for me i don't get that side of paris vandale i get the sweet kind sensitive side of paris vandale that nobody gets to see so i'm all good i just hope that she doesn't bring that rage out on me i hope that for you too so uh <laughs> if you don't mind me asking how'd you guys meet uh, we actually met. We, I mean, we met through wrestling. Uh, we actually met up at uh, Limitless during the road tapings back in uh, September of 2020. Um, and yeah, we just we that was the first time we met. We didn't really start kind of talking to each other for probably about a year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once we once we started talking, once we started getting to know each other, it was pretty much like an instant uh, connection. And she came into my life pretty much at a perfect time for me. I really needed a heavy support system you know we got together when i got hurt um which you know i'm I, i'm surprised she decided to stay with me knowing that i was going to be going away for so long um but now she's the as much as, as much as everybody hates her you know she is she is she is the best behind the scenes um so yeah like i said we met up at the limitless road tapings uh back in september of 2020 so here we are well, we definitely love love on this podcast. And I mean, one person we do love, and you mentioned his name too, is Love Doug. I know that's oh, yeah. that's a podcast favorite, also a former guest of ours. And, uh, you know, one guy that we just love seeing, uh, and especially the Shot Through the Heart tag team. So um, can you tell us a little bit how Shot Through the Heart got born? Yeah, uh, so what was it? Sometimes I can't remember the exact month, but some I was sometime in the summer. Um, you know, we had gotten paired up at Chaotic. We were both kind of looking for something to do. Um, I was coming, I had come into Chaotic as I my first match there was actually with my old tag team with the Beach Bums. Um, and then I stopped when I stopped doing that, I got brought back into Chaotic and was just doing some solo stuff. Um, then during the pandemic tapings, I was teaming up with Tyree Taylor a lot. And it was just kind of like, I just felt like I was kind of bouncing around. I wasn't really doing much of anything. And me and Doug had kind of gotten pretty close uh, over the months we were doing the chaotic tapings. I got to meet him back in November of 2019. Um, so, you know, we got pretty close and we just kind of jokingly threw out the idea, like, hey, you know, what if we teamed? You know, what if we, you know, we have, we have matching color gear, you know, what if we teamed up? That'd be kind of fun. And then we had a match. I think after the match, we were like, no, I think we we have some good chemistry together. Like there's, I think there's something here. 
and uh, you know, Chaotic allowed us the opportunity to be a tag team. Our very first tag team match, <laughs> crazy enough, our first match as a team was the TLC match um, at the Chaotic Countdown of 2021. That was the first time that me and Doug had teamed together. Uh, and yeah, we I feel like we were on such a good path and such a good trajectory in chaotic wrestling. We were, you know, getting ready to take those tag titles from the unit. Then I go down with an injury. And then when I'm starting to kind of get ready to come back, Doug goes down with an injury. Luckily, we both came back on the same night at Summer Chaos uh, 2022. And we looked, we looked at each other in the mirror and said, okay, well, we're not the same guys we were when we got hurt. You know, we're not love. We can't be loving the city anymore. That's not us. You know, what does this tag division need? It needed a shot through the heart. And that's exactly what me and Doug, me and Doug are. That's awesome, man. I love to hear it. That's my, uh, that's my team. I can't wait until you finally beat the crap out of the unit. They deserve it. Um, and just take those precious uh, titles away from them. But what's your favorite thing about tagging with uh, Love Doug? Uh, I think the favorite thing about Tag and Love Duck is the energy that he brings every time he comes to the curtain. You know, he always tells me like, man, being, being out there with you, you know, you have so much energy. It's so much, it's so infectious. And I'm like, man, that's, that's you. Like it's it, the, these people, you know, the, the chaotic wrestling fans, you know, as much as, you know, I love the chaotic wrestling fans as much as I feel like the chaotic wrestling fans love me. I feel like a lot of people fell in love with Doug so fast and to such like a crazy degree like he's one of the i think he's one like obviously it's in his name but he's one of the most loved people in wrestling no matter where you go you can go to any building then his his music hits you walk through the curtain and that place will go crazy for him because it's a love dog like you look at the guy and you're like how can you not and i think and my favorite thing about i mean one of the other things i love about tagging with him is just the ideas that we have we i think we have such great ideas and i think we bounce ideas off each other so well you know this my living room that i'm sitting in right now you know nine times out of ten you know throughout throughout the week you know six out of seven days of the week doug's usually sitting right next to me and we're watching tag team wrestling we're watching different kind of matches you know we're watching stuff to try to elevate you know our our matches and elevate our game and elevate the characters and elevate just us in professional wrestling and just you know I, I got out of tag team wrestling with the idea that I was never going to get back into it. And then I met Doug and I fell in love with Doug and I fell in love with tagging with Doug. Love to hear it, man. As just the biggest uh, love Doug Mark here. Um, so who are some, you said you, you guys love just watching some tape, watching some tag team wrestling. Who are some guys that you love to just go back and watch as uh, many times kind of steal some stuff from, well, not steal, but you know, influence you. I mean, Doug, I know Doug himself, when he's on his own, watches a lot of WCW and watches a lot of like Harlem Heat. Um, you know, I, I like to go back and watch like some Brain Buster stuff. I watch like Rock and Roll uh, Express. I watch, you know, the Revival and DIY, a lot of their matches they were having. Uh, you know, I'm a big, I like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is Jeff Hardy. So I love going back and watching Hardy's matches. Um, you know, I'm a big, David Richards fans, I love going back and watching you know, American Wolves and, and Beer Money and, you know, all the TNA teams. We were watching a lot of Motor City Machine Guns. You know, just we, if they're one of known as one of the best tag teams of all time, that's who we want to watch and that's who we want to study because we want to be one of the best tag teams of all time. So why not watch the best? 
So uh, wrestles coming up this week, and you brought up American Wolves. They're going to be facing uh, Morrissey Machine Gun. So you guys going to be there to watch since I know you guys are both have matches during that weekend, right? Yeah. Um, I So actually, so that because that Prestige show is on that Friday, I believe. Because I will be... I will be there Friday um, at the for the Blitzkrieg Pro Show at three p at three p.m. Um, and I know Doug will be there for. Uh, I'm not sure if he's doing the, the wrestling open last stand show, but I know he is on Heavy Lies the Crown. Um, him and the flirt, him and a uh, tender weapon, the flirtation against LMK and Teddy Goods, which should be a fun one. Um, but no, we will definitely be in the building watching the Wolves, watching the Machine Guns. You know, hoping that one day we get to step into the ring with both of those teams. Yeah, I know. I felt Juice's ears perk up the second you mentioned Motor City Scene Guns and, <laughs> um, and you know, a beer money too. But we uh, we had a guest on uh, probably within the last few months, um, and we were just talking about how beer money is one of the more underrated tag teams in history. And, and personally, I've always been a WWE person growing up, and, you know, uh, I didn't get too much of TNA, but I always like knew beer money, like beer money was that one tag team where I was like, you know, like I'm not a huge TNA fan, but these guys have something. It was, I mean, it, you got to look at it. It the, the entrance of them coming out with the like electric, uh, like cooler. Like I always thought that I thought that was like the coolest thing. They'd come out riding the electric like cooler to the ring and drinking beers. Although I'm like, like as a kid, you know, as a, I mean, I, I'm only 20, 25 years, years old. I so I was what like ten the first time I saw beer money, and I was like, this is so cool. These guys are just drinking beer, going to the ring with their cool with their electric cooler. Like, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I thought that was cool too. I think my maybe my first sip of beer, I I was watching Tina, I watched James Storm drinking. I just stole one from my fridge, and I was like, "This is gross." <laughs> I was like eleven. I'm like not not drinking this again. But obviously, um, that opinion changed <laughs> as I got older. But yeah, it's funny. I mean, they're they're the best. So much charisma and energy. Like uh, like you guys, you guys are infectious out there. And I know we mentioned uh, a little bit about taking the chaotic tag team championship belts off of the unit and uh, at chaotic's last event of the year, the unit attacked you and love Doug pretty hard. And I know we talked about a little bit in our uh, little exchange on the DMS, but uh, it looked like that ladder caught you pretty good. Um, you know, just wanted to ask you if you were right after that and kind of as a performer, you know, when something like that happens, how do you adjust for that? Uh, yeah. I mean, so they, they, obviously ran out at us at the ladder and caught us with that. Um, then the ladder bounced off the ropes and fell down and uh, caught me right in the side of the head. Um, I had a nice big lump on the side of my head, which uh, kind of sucked because I had to be a groomsman at my cousin's wedding two days later. So that was nice walking into that and having to explain why I have a giant bump on my head. But with that being said, um, I, when I got hit with that ladder, like the only thing that ran through my mind was I can't wait to get my hands on these two because trips, Danny, OG, Ford, whatever the hell you want to call them. They have been absolute thorn in me and Doug's side for the better part of two years. Like I said, the very first match that me and Doug were uh, teammates for was a TLC match for the chaotic wrestling tag team championships that the unit were a part of. Um, you know, and then 
Summer Chaos 2021 happens, and then they pin Doug to become the tag team champions. And then JT is in the match that Doug gets it where Doug gets injured. You know, I'm my very last chaotic match before I got injured was against the unit for the, the tag team championships. You know, this has been two years in the making. This has been almost two years of us trying to get these tag team championships, you know, and on January 13th at Pandemonium, you know, I don't know when this, this podcast is going to come out. I don't know when, you know, the video is going to come out of us challenging them. And I don't know if they're going to accept or not, but I'll just say it right here on the podcast that we, me and Love Dog are challenging the two of them to a ladder match for the Chaotic Wrestling Tag Team Championships at Pandemonium. And I promise you that Love Doug and TJ Croft are going to climb the ladders. We're going to win the Tag Team Championships and we're going to send the unit packing because their year and a half reign as Tag Team Champions is absolutely over. And I cannot wait for that moment. I'm a unit mark. I won't lie. I, I specifically more like Danny Miles than most of them. But um... <laughs> he's one of them all. <laughs> well, you know, he, he him and I, you know, he's, he's like the shorter stockier guy with the beard. And, you know, I, I, tend, <laughs> I tend to go towards characters like that. But uh, <laughs> but I will say you and Doug, like I said, you know, we're, we are love Doug Marks. And of course, we are TJ Crawford Marks, too, here on this podcast. And I, I would love to see, you know, shot through the heart climb a ladder grab those titles and finally shut those two up because like you said it's nearly two years in the making for the story and i would love to see both of you triumph over them me too i would like to see that like i said january 13th it's gonna happen we're taking those tag team championships nothing they can do about it i'll be there and i'll be screaming my head off for you guys and i'm just gonna laugh in danny miles face as loud as possible because when Bill hit it off when Danny was on the pod, me and Danny were buttonheads the whole time. <laughs> so. Good. Boo him, laugh at him, make sure he knows that we embarrassed oh, uh, him. He'll know. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, and talking about uh, future upcoming shows, um, just a, a lot – today was you were announced, as we're recording this, you were announced that you're going to be at the, the first Pug Pro show in uh oh. north andover at the um the uh, new england pro wrestling academy um can you talk about what you know about that promotion what we can expect from uh the doggy daycare event and everything going on there so you can just expect some fun professional some fun family friendly professional wrestling uh it's i i mean i know what i'm who, who i'm wrestling on the show public does not know who I'm wrestling on the show yet. So I will not be the first person to announce that because I don't need Kevin, the dog, Kevin, the pug coming after me and ripping up my pug pro wrestling contract. But no, I mean, man, pug pro is gonna be so much fun. Uh, running, like I said, running out of the new England wrestling Academy. It's limited to only 50 people. We're trying to keep it really, really tight. Um, but it's going to be a really, really fun show. And I encourage everybody who can make it out to the show um, to definitely try to get snag one of those 50 tickets because it's going to be a really fun show. Uh, I know they just announced uh, Ace Romero versus Ricky Smokes, which I think is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, I think match is going to steal the show easily. is going to be Andy Brown versus Aaron Rourke. Those two, I mean, Andy Brown's absolutely tremendous. Aaron Rourke, soft spot in my heart. That's my that's my guy right there. Uh, creative, obviously another creative pro trained guy. Uh, you know, someone who I've gotten super, super close to over the last couple of years. And those two are going to have, are going to absolutely tear it up. 
And I hope that people come out, that everyone who comes out to see it walks away from that show being like, wow, Andy Brown and Aaron Rourke, they just killed it. Because I think they're definitely going to. Yeah, we uh, we can definitely say that we have secured our tickets to the event. I was refreshing that Twitter page right at seven o'clock. I wanted to make sure we were the first people getting that. Thankfully, uh, the front row sold out and we were able to grab a, a handful of tickets there for us and our friends that will be joining us. So right. we are very excited for that show. Yeah, it's good. That's going to be a fun, fun one. And of course, too, um, you know, you are a wrestling open talent, one of the many. Uh, I know over the last few weeks, we've had Dustin Waller on, Mortar on. A few weeks before that, we had Brad Hollister on. And all of them have just such great things to say about wrestling open. So as a talent that's featured on wrestling open pretty often, you know, what draws you to open and what keeps you coming back? I, it's the the kind of like the camaraderie you kind of get to build with the audience that's it's a you know with it being a weekly thing you know it's, it's pretty much the same people coming every single week to watch you know you can watch every stream back back and you can see pretty much the same people standing in the same spots you know so that's what kind of draws me to it is that uh is having that kind of consistent fan base you know it's it's like being on a tv a wrestling for a tv audience because you're having kind of the same eyes just constantly seeing you and seeing you and seeing you and it makes them care more you know, if they're seeing you every single week, they care about you so much more. Whereas if they see you once a month, you know, they might not care about you as much. Um, and the, the whole, the, the wrestling with the locker room is just absolutely tremendous. They're, it's, they're so like welcoming. You know, I, when wrestling open started, I was on the shelf. I was still injured. Um, so I got to sit, I sat back every Thursday and I watched every single wrestling open up until I wrestled Alec on the first one that I was on. You know, I, watched uh guys like like he's like you mentioned like dustin waller and, and ichiban and kylon and you know i watched them come into the roan and become just absolutely tremendous um at what they're doing um i have to obviously talk about the brick city boys um those are th those are my two legit best friends in the whole world like we've been through so i've been through so much with those two guys um and i got and getting a team with them this last week was like dream come true for us you know we had something kind of going at creative pro before I got hurt, you know, and it, obviously I got hurt. So didn't really get to go anywhere. Um, you know, so getting a team with them is that's like, that was so much fun, fun for me. Cause I've watched them not only from the day they started, but I got to watch them on wrestling open every single week while I was sitting at home. I got to watch them grow and I got to watch them become just overall, just tremendous professional wrestlers and like just where they're at in their lives now to where they were at beforehand. Like it's, I'm so incredibly proud of those two and i can i couldn't i have not i would never have anything bad to say about the two of them like i said they're my two best friends in the whole world they've worked their asses off to get where they are they have you know they they've told they've done things that people told them they they, they couldn't do you know and i can say that because i was there i was there when people told them that they weren't going to do these things you know i was there when people told them that they weren't going to be successful as a team that they weren't you know they weren't going to you know figure they were never going to figure it out you know i was there there was those are you know, these are the, we spent hours, hours, nights, days, anything you can imagine, just sitting and watching wrestling and talking about wrestling and just envisioning what we wanted, you know, our lives to be like and envisioning what we wanted, where we wanted to be in wrestling. And like I said, to, you know, forget about me, you know, I'm, I do, I'll do me, but watching, getting to watch them like become absolute superstars every single week, like, 
not nothing make nothing could have made me happier than watching them kill it and, and getting a team with them this last week. So Brick City, if you ever hear this, you obviously know this, but I love you too so much. I love you too to death. And I would do absolutely anything for those two guys. Love to hear it, man. Uh just wrap it about to wrap up here. Just a couple more questions, one from each of us. Let's just go to one that we should have asked in the beginning. Silver Sniper is a badass name. How how did you become the Silver Sniper? Uh, so it's kind of how I've been, you know, it's crazy to think about now. It's kind of how I've just lived my whole life. Uh, you know, I always looked at my whole life as I've had to do everything with absolute perfection. Um, you know, I was bullied. I was made fun of. You know, I was told I wasn't good. I was, you know, I played, played basketball my whole life, baseball, football, whatever it was. You know, I was always told I wasn't good or I wasn't this or I wasn't that. So I took it upon myself, like, well, no matter what, I, people can tell me that I'm not good. People can tell me that I'm this, that I'm that. But I know that I've put in 100% of me and I've done everything absolutely perfect. And I've done everything with accuracy and I've done everything, you know, just the the way that, I envision it being done. And that's kind of where the silver sniper came from, where it's like, I took my injury as I can't half-ass anything. I can't be, you know, off-centered with anything. I can't be out of line. I have to do everything perfect. I have to make sure that this knee is absolutely perfect. I can make sure everything I'm doing is perfect and that, you know, I'm not, my vision's not steered a different way, that I have clear vision, straightforward, and my own, the only thing that was on my mind was getting back to wrestling. So I looked at it as I've kind of had tunnel vision for the entire entirety of my injury. And I looked at that as, well, that's me now. You know, I live my, I'm started living my life kind of, at least for that, that year, uh, in a scope and just kind of like, if this is the destination I need to get to, and I have to shoot my way through all these little obstacles and I have to get myself to that point and I can't be off off center when it comes to that. I have to be absolutely perfect. If that makes any sense. It does. It that makes a hundred percent sense. And I think that's a great meaning behind the name too. Um, you know, I know for myself, I always was like, oh the silver sniper, like that's badass. And I kinda <laughs> I kinda like thought it would be like the superhero. Um was it Quicksilver, right? Juice if I know oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought, oh, maybe it'll be like a little bit like that. But no, I think that meaning behind it is is way more significant. And I also kind of use it as I am a fan, like you used the superhero analogy. Like I am a Fantastic Four fan and I really liked the Silver Surfer. So I kind of was like, well, I got all this as for the sniper thing. Where's Silver coming from? Well, I like the Silver Surfer. I used to be a beach bum back in the day. So I can kind of be classified as a Silver Surfer. I mean, especially when I die, especially dyeing my hair gray and silver. So, yeah, just kind of mashed the two together. And it's like I said, that's just, it's me. It's not really, this is the first time in wrestling that I've never, I haven't put on a character or put on an act. You know, every, whenever you, from, from the day I came back until now, you've, everything you've seen has been 100% me. You know, it's just, it's been, I, I don't feel like I'm, having to play character i don't feel like i'm having to 
put on this act or I have to get into the mindset of this, of the silver sniper, you know, it's just, it's, it's me and it's, it's how I'm living my life. And it's how I go about, get about my days that it's like, if I end the day and something was off, then when I wake up the next day, I'm going to make sure I fix it and make sure that it's perfect. Hell yeah. Well, I know speaking for myself and juice here, you know, the silver, the silver sniper is, is a great character. And, and like you said, I, I am personally drawn to the characters where it's just an extension of the person. And I feel like for, you know, the 50 plus interviews we've done, when we talk about people who are like, yeah, the character is just an extension of myself. You know, those are the people that we are drawn to and we always see succeed. So, you know, definitely wish nothing but the best for you there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. And uh, as we come to the end of the interview here, TJ, we have one final question. Um, it's a little cliche, I won't lie, but uh, it's a possible two-part depending on how you answer it. Uh, so the question is, uh, what is your dream match of all time? Now, it can be a singles match, tag team, triple threat. Anybody involved is your choice. The match stipulation type too, whether it's like a ladder match, table match, anything like that's your choice too. Any event, any arena, any time, no limitations. It's your dream, so we won't tell you how to live it. Man, well, I dream. I, mean, I dream match. I would love to wrestle Rey Mysterio. That's like he was my favorite wrestler growing up. Uh, so I mean, and it's crazy to think that it's like still it's a possibility. It's still a possibility because he's he's still going strong. Um, as far as like the match types, you know kind of beat a few ladder matches i would love to uh steel cage that'd be so so cool and then obviously i'd love to compete at wrestlemania you know that's like the pinnacle that's the pinnacle but as i say that though for me when i got into so when i got into wrestling i fell in love with new japan so i guess a dream for me would be to wrestle at the tokyo dome and wrestle for a wrestle kingdom you know if i'm looking at you know, I guess a dream or a goal of mine right now, and that's the that's the goal, and that's the dream is to get to wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom and get to wrestle in Japan, and get to experience all that, and wrestle guys like, you know, like like an Okada or like a Kushida or Taiji Samori, you know, people at Kenta, you know, Kenta just came over for a whole U.S. run. And I was like, I want some of that, I want some of that action. You know, so I guess, you know, guys, guys like, you know, doing stuff like that. Um, but I guess, you know, as, as a kid growing up, you know, competing at WrestleMania, wrestling Rey Mysterio, you know, that's always been my dream. It's always been the vision in my head. It's like, man, I'm a wrestler. I'm a Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania one day. In a steel cage. <laughs> my favorite part of that is just how possible it is. Because, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've even seen just within the last like five years, I mean, Ray, Ray did a tour of indies and, you know, definitely had a stellar run that brought him back to WWE. So, um, you know, hopefully if he uh, does end a WWE contract and decide to do one last run on the indies, uh, I hope you and him can at least square up and, and get that off yeah. your bucket list. That'd be, that'd be tremendous. That'd be actually great. So technically you do qualify for the second part of this question. So uh, okay. all the wrestlers that you gave us are currently active wrestlers. So this question yeah. is with non-active wrestlers and they don't have to be alive. So uh, dead or alive, any non-active wrestler. Hmm. Man. The first that comes to my head, I mean, Dynamite Kid. 
I, that, cause that style, I mean, that's, that's the style of wrestling that I love and that's the style of wrestling that I love to do, you know, so again, to, to square up with the guy who kind of innovated that style and innovated that, you know, made, he's the reason a lot of people wrestle today is the reason a lot of people are, are wrestlers, you know, guys like him, man, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, uh, Eddie Guerrero, you know, Kurt Angle, guys like that love that would be those would just be tremendous i mean and then you know I, I say that i say those because i think those would be fun those would be just good matches that i could have and then you have someone like you know like an, an undertaker or like a the rock or you know hulk hogan just guys who are like just over the top characters and just over the top personalities like i can imagine being in in a ring with with guys like that you know and feeling the energy and the magnitude that they have just walking to walking to the ring you know i feel like something like that would be really really cool I appreciate the dynamite kid show too. That's the first time anybody's answered that question with that answer. And I feel like that you're, you're right. Like, like innovator of that style, like a reason why, you know, a lot of the guys who, you know, maybe aren't the, the big meathead muscles that can power bomb you 600 times in a match and dominate you like that. You know, he, he definitely is a, is a big reason why we see a little bit more of the technical style nowadays. Yeah. Well, TJ, um, Officially with the last few minutes of our interview here, uh, we like to always let our guests plug and promote anything they have going on, be it merchandise, uh, you know, events coming up, social medias, anything like that. Um, so with that, the floor is yours. All right. So you guys can catch me uh, this week at the Restival on uh, Friday, 1230. Um, I should say December 30th. I don't want to say 1230. I think it's at 1230 p.m. Uh December 30th, I'm going to be at the Wrestleville at the White Eagle for Blitzkrieg Pro, uh, myself versus Ichiban versus Dante Drago, which is going to be so much fun, just in an in, in overall just tremendous event. The whole weekend is going to be great. Um, you can find me on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at TJC Wrestling. Um, unfortunately, I don't have any merchandise available um, online right now. Hopefully, that's going to come pretty soon. I have a few t-shirt designs. I'm just waiting to get the green light to kind of put those out. Um, you can also catch me, uh, January 1st, New Year's Day over at Live Pro Wrestling in New Bedford, right next to Kojo's Toy World. Um, that's going to be a fun, fun show. I got, I got, I'm going to wrestle Nico Silva. It's going to be the first time me and Nico are going to step in the ring together. So I'm very excited for that. Um, and January 7th, Pug Pro at the New England Wrestling Academy. And then January 13th, um, for Chaotic Wrestling presents Pandemonium or Shot to the Heart will be taking the chaotic wrestling tag team championships away from the unit. Well, every event that you just named, we are absolutely looking forward to, and we will definitely be in attendance for, for not all of them, but definitely most of them. Um, so again, TJ, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and uh, yeah. Hope you have a good rest of your night. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This is so much fun. I hope we can do it again sometime. Right, guys we are back and thank you for listening to that interview it was a fun time having on it it flew by great dude uh, had so many great things to say, to say inspiring dude too um he's 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 had a back and forth year a tough year because that injury and um then deal with a lot of things because of that and then coming back making his return just a few months ago and getting getting back into it and he's He's hitting the races, man. He's 
he's on fire right now and he's not going to stop 2023. Uh, we're lucky to get to talk to him and see his uh, mindset on that. Yeah. Coming back from an ACL injury is, is one of the toughest things to do in professional sports. And, you know, hearing him talk about, you know, kind of being in a tough place and relying on his support systems, friends, families, loved ones. Um, you know, I, I think that's a great message to send out for anybody who feels like they're dealing with a lot. You know, there are definitely people out there who care and love you. And, you know, you just got to battle through the storms. And I think TJ Crawford's a great example that, you know, you when you fight your fight, great things happen. And he is somebody that you should be on the lookout for in 2023, because I see big things coming for the Silver Sniper. And of course, you can keep in the conversation with us on social media. You can let us know what you think of the Silver Sniper, what you think of us. I don't know why you do that, but you can do that anyway. But Juice will let you know where you can find us. So Juice, where can the people find us on social media? You can go on Twitter and yeah, you start typing and you type capital T, capital O, capital T, capital C, underscore, capital P, lowercase O, lowercase D. That's our Twitter handle. Instagram, it's T-O-T-C, underscore, P-O-D. Once again, all lowercase, but you have no choice because they won't let you do capitals. And that's where you can find us on the socials. You know, you haven't cut a promo on Instagram in a while. I think that was the first time you've done that in a few episodes. <laughs> but yes, ladies and gentlemen, as we come crashing down to the mat on this episode of Top of the Cage, I want to thank you all again so much for tuning in. And if you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify and you don't leave us a five-star review, that means that you, specifically you, that person not leaving us that five-star review will not get five-star content. And that is just a fact fact and again thank you all so much for tuning in and we will catch you next time